The boys are indeed back. I am your host, as usual, Wesley Minky. Cross me, producer Timmy, how we doing? Living the dream, riding the crest of the wave. <laughs> uh, this is episode 11, week 11 of Round the Rink. And uh, quick shout out to our sponsors. We shout out Max's Meals. Love them. Great people, great charity. Doing great things in the community. Revamped website, Max Meyer, bench press athlete. Love him. Love him for all he does. And uh, yeah, Max Meals. Make sure you check it out. And then our other sponsor, Never Rest. We love them. Brand new. We're rolling the world, Tim. We are rolling the world. Never Rest. Use promo code The Bench Press when you check out on all your Never Rest orders for free shipping. Help out the boys at Never Rest. Help out us. That's a, called a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> symbiotic. You're teaching the people today, Tim. We are teaching the people. Um, let's get right into it, man. Jackets playing really well. They they are playing really well right now. It hurts that the game happens. Uh, that happened against Pittsburgh. Jackets yeah, uh, should have won it. F- dis- dis- disgusting. Yeah, uh, officiating was not great to say the least. Um, but Jackets have played well. Like I said, uh, played four of the top five teams, in my opinion, in the NHL uh, this past stretch. Jackets played great. Won two out of the four. Won the first two. Lost the last two. Carolina play, uh, Carolina game was not... I mean, Jackets didn't get a fair shake. They played from Florida into Carolina. And it's not a great idea. Carolina on two days rest, Jackets on a back-to-back. And no, they put everything they had into that Florida game. Hey, Jean-Francois so, Brube played his mind yeah, out. Yeah. When, when you get outshot 50-19, yeah. and you, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. Just they, tired. Yeah. Really tired. Um, oh, definitely. But that, you know, like, that game was such a non-starter for me. I was like, whatever. Yeah. It's like they were bound to have this happen over this stretch. If it's going to be against the Canes on, the, on a back-to-back, I'd much rather it happen there against than against Pittsburgh. So yeah. I'm going to take it. Hey, Tim, I got a question for you real quick. Who's the only team in the NHL that's won at Colorado, at Florida, and at Carolina this year? The Columbus Blue Jackets. That is correct. I'm telling you, man, they win big games. They do big They do. Yeah, they just – God, do they just – They find a way bad. to win big games. It's just the issue is they can't string them together, it seems. Uh, like I said, Jackets played great. I think the first two games they played out of their minds. Uh, won a big one against Florida. I don't think a lot of people expect that, especially the way the last few games against Florida have gone. Jackets came out firing. They played really, really well. They won the game. Like I said earlier, Jean-Francois Berube played out of his mind um, for basically three straight games. Uh, four, I guess, if you want to count the Buffalo game as well. Um, but the Jackets went on a hot hot streak, um, and they ran into Carolina on a back-to-back. Like I said, Carolina had two days rest. Jackets on a back-to-back from Florida to Carolina, playing two of the best teams in hockey. Um, you're bound to get scored on. Jackets get shut out 4-0. They move on to Pittsburgh at home. They're now in the home stretch. Well, they're in a stretch of home games, I should say. Uh, not the home stretch of the season, but they're, they're in a, a stretch of home games where they have a lot of winnable games. They have a lot of games that they're playing against good competition, good chance to prove themselves, prove who they are. Um, kind of get themselves in the playoff contention. They have two games in hand uh, against Washington. If they win both those games in hand, they'll be six points back of the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. A good chance to make the playoffs. Like I said, a lot of games left, a lot of season left, but the Jackets have a chance. Yeah, honestly, the fact they have a chance at this point in the season is uh, shocking, to say the least. So I'm going to take it how it is. Like I kind of see this as to make a comparison over to like the NFL, kind of how Bengals fans, like they didn't expect to be in the Super Bowl. They didn't expect to make the playoffs. Yeah. The fact that Jackets are competing this season with a brand new head coach, a full season of line A and a 
with Cole Sillinger coming in. You got Chenikov, a full season with of Brad Larson, the head coach. Torts is out. The fact they're doing this well, I love it. Yeah, uh, it's showing improvement I didn't think was possible. The fact that they have recovered from some missteps earlier in the season to get this hot out of the break has been great. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be shocked if Larson does get some coach of the year votes because yeah. this team, no one thought they'd be where they are. Yeah, it's surprising to say the least, but let's go ahead and talk about Line a, as you uh, mentioned there. I mean, Line is probably, he's been the MVP of the Jackets this season, and Absolutely. he's only played a good month and a half of good hockey. Um, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm impressed. Uh, the contract talks kind of came out a little bit. People saying, you know, how much is he really worth? Turns it on. The guy is a beast. Uh, he's proven how worthy he is of a big contract. Um, he talked about how he wants to be in Columbus. He seems to love the city. He's putting his heart and soul on the ice for the Jackets recently. He gets rewarded with a third star of the month of February, um, only behind Maple Leaf center Mitch Marner and Flames goalie Jacob Markstrom. And then Blue Jackets Patrick Line earns the third star honors. Let's speak real quick on Line, though. I mean, dude, he shared the league lead with nine goals and a three-game winning goal, or three-game winning goals uh, in ten outings uh, over February. I mean, Jackets were seven and three in February. All of Line A's points came during an eight-game run to open the month, which extended his overall point streak to eleven straight games dating back to January twenty-seventh. He's got thirteen, eight, and twenty-one overall uh, in those eleven games. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh... He is going like he had he was hurt for a while. Yeah, and his and, dad died too, so he went yeah. back to the funeral. And he is going to catch Boone Jenner for the leading goals oh, on this easily, team. Easily. He's catching up. I'm sorry, Boone, but it's not gonna be yours at the end of the season. Yeah. It's crazy because I mean we talked about it for a couple episodes now, but Patrick Liney really proving himself to be the contract the Jackets thought they were gonna get two years ago when they traded for him. Yeah. He signs the uh offer sheet the Jackets had last year. Comes back on a one-year, seven and a half million. I don't think the Jackets want to go through arbitration again to no. to get him back. I don't think they want to off, do the offer sheet anymore. No, I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants the contract extension, whether that's here or whether that's somewhere else. But I think the Jackets are committed to giving him what he wants. And I, I think through the production we've seen lately and who he's played with, if we put talent around the guy, he shows he's an unbelievable player. I agree, and I don't even know if it's money per se that the Jackets would even be hesitant on. I think it would be con- length of contract. Yeah. And I think you should give him, if he wants eight years, I'm not even kidding. In nope. eight years, he's going to be 31. Yeah. Like, Put it on him. Do you know how, like, at 31, you are still young. Yeah. You can still play very high-level hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, like, eight years, because I, he, I think Line A, after signing the offer sheet, once more than anything else is security. In a contract, what player doesn't want security? No one wants to be playing on a run of one-year deals. Uh, it'll mess with your psyche because you're thinking, why am I every year you're going through free agency? I think that a long offer would be exactly what both team, what both player and team need. And yeah. I think if you get this done before the season's over, it will boost his confidence oh, yeah. so much that you could see potentially even better line A than what we've seen these last 15 games. And we've hinted at a playoff push too, which if you would have told me a playoff push a month and a half ago, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. There's no way this Jackets team could have been on a playoff push. Line A played in 34 out of the 53 games Columbus has played in this year. He's averaging over a point per game, 19 goals, 17 assists, 36 points. I I didn't think he was a point per game player. No, I didn't. If you asked me in December, what is line A worthy worthy for this team? 
he's not a point per game player. He's no, not. I didn't. You I would ask me now in February. I'd say he's a forty plus goal scorer this year for the Jackets. Yeah. I firmly believe that with yeah. thirty games to go, almost forty ish. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get to forty this year, just because once again missed. He's at twenty right now. Okay. And in their last ten games, he's had nine goals. Yeah. So he, I, <laughs> it's almost he, a goal per game. Yeah. So also, I'm going to say he gets around like thirty five. Yeah. Thirty. I think that's fair. Thirty three. Thirty. Like maybe max thirty eight around there, in that yeah. range, like thirty to forty in that range. But absolutely, he has been on fire recently, and his defensive and physicality and just out there hustling has been a 180 from last year he just seems to be an overall like everything he's doing just looks better than before and no way to explain it it just seems to have clicked and now all of a sudden he's a point per game guy like never yeah. would have seen that coming yeah I, I like i said i don't think line a was worth this contract at the beginning of this year i didn't think he i didn't think he was worth it i didn't mm-hmm. think he lived up to it um and i was a little upset that jackets uh Paid him that much without putting talent around him because I always said Lanning needs talent around him to be great. He's not, he's not a guy like Connor McDavid who comes in to a team and can, the and talent, can one know? on five no. like an entire defense. Lanning's not that guy. He has really good handles, but I mean he's six five. He's not speedy like he's mm. not as speedy as McDavid. He's still a fast guy, but he's six five. He's a big boy. Let him rip his shot, but put him in the position to rip the shot. Do not make him have to create space for himself. And he's shown through the last month and a half that if he has the positioning. I mean, I don't want to say he's like a little Ovi with that side, but I mean, he sets up on that left uh, that left dot. Oh, and literally, like that's the Ovi office. You know what I mean? Yeah. He sets up on that left dot in the power play, even on just five on five, and yeah. just rips it from there. Like that's his shot. Yeah, and the difference of having a guy like Voracek, and t- when you talk about surrounding him with talent, one of the best setup guys there oh is. Oh my God, yes. Then, like that was that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, for Line for sure. Oh, a match made in heaven. You give. I mean, you give Voracek, which I think helps Line's contract because I, th- I think Voracek's on the books for two more years. I want to yes. say with the Jackets, like that is beautiful for Line's contract talks. Like, hey, we know how well you've played with him this year. He's got two more years here in Columbus. He's only going to be, I want to say, 32, 33 when his contract's up. Yeah, it sounds Voracek, about right. Voracek maybe three or four more years. Let him finish out his career in Columbus where he started it. Line, hey buddy, next six years you have you're guaranteed to have. Uh, Voracek is your head setup man and uh not to mention we have probably the best setup man in college Kent Johnson on his way soon I mean good lord and, yeah and when you think about how it, does that not excite you and oh and Voracek's game out like compared to people who play more physically like his game translate with age where he, like you can always be a setup guy yeah like you don't have it's not like he's out there like a bruiser just he just sees it. the ice from such a different perspective like it is oh i like I, I, I watched the videos of him like coming down the ice on a power play or whatever like when he controls the puck his vision is so incredibly different from anybody else on this jackets team oh. and it's one of the top five in the league i would I, say I, oh i can like, tell me agree. who you think like vision wise in the league i'd say like i mean probably jonathan huberto who's i mean leading the league in assists yeah for good for good reason oh yeah um I'd say probably Voracek's up there. I'd say McKinnon's up there. Oh, McDavid's Mc- up there. Yeah. Like those are guys that like we're comparing him to. And like legitimately Jake Voracek is still that guy who it seems like he's been in the league forever. Yeah. Forever. He just hit a thousand games and he still sees the ice. And that's like super, super perfect. Uh, like vision. Like that's crazy to me that he can be that guy. Uh, second star of the month of February was Jacob Markstrom from the Flames. Played out of his mind. Eight wins and 10 starts. Posted a 2.04 goals against average. 929 state percentage, one shutout. Dude, he took the the 
Calgary Flames from fourth in the division to first because they went ten and one in February. Yeah, that is a ridiculous run. Yeah, he's we talked about he's getting the hot, hot. Oh, he's the hot. Oh, we talked we about talked we about getting about, hot in the Western Conference. Yeah, we talked like, about the they, Flames. They, we literally, they, ta- yeah, they ran over Vegas. Yeah, ran over. Yeah, them. We, we, yeah. Oh, Jack Eichel. Oh. Dude, I'm telling you, the, I, I want to say the Knights are a team to watch for because of like the talent they have. Yeah, right? but, but but the Flames, dude, they're so young, they're so savvy, like they don't care. They just no, play with Moxie. No, they and it's so fun and to watch. Great coaching for the Flames. Oh, yeah. Great coaching with the Flames. And with Vegas, let's be honest, they're gonna be fucked. They're gonna yeah. be screwed. Yeah. Like, I don't when know. When does Mark Stone? Yeah, come I say back? when Mark Mark Stone <laughs> and Jack Eichel, like they're not gonna be there's on, I want to know. There's man. I no know. way that they're on the ice at the same time. Like I want to be a fly I, on the wall just to see that conference when GM walks in and goes, "Hey, so uh, yeah, boys, we're gonna need to find five million dollars in cap space over the yeah. next two weeks to get our captain back on the ice. What do you do? I don't like. Who do you move? They, they don't like. <laughs> I I can't it's be see a them. dream scenario for the rest of the league too. Like hmm, I you're, dare you're gonna I dare get, you to put a top four defenseman on waivers. I dare you. I, no, this is my thing. They're not. I think it's going to be. They don't have a choice, though. No, I don't think it's going to be waivers, but I think, uh, yeah, it's true. No team's going to want to deal with it. If it's a one way deal, it has to be on waivers. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, and every, yeah. every one of their big price tickets are all one way contracts. That is, yeah. I was the say, biggest thing yeah. you can tell me is possibly, and like I said, possibly, they move someone at the deadline. I was going to say, I, think I was going to say, I can see them option, moving someone at the deadline, but like, who wants to engage with them in trade talks? Because you know option, you can get them for cheap without giving anything up. Only option, probably Jonathan Marsh. So just because I think he's top six forward, but he doesn't fit top six on the Vegas. Yeah, roster. I agree with that. I'll agree but with like that. I said earlier, he's been one of those guys. Like he's a Cam Atkinson player for them. Oh, absolutely. Like, remember last year with the yes. Jackets, like Cam Atkinson. He's the voice in the locker room. He's the heart and soul of the team. Like people watch him play and like know what the Jackets stood for. Yeah, they deal him. To open up the cap space, that's how they bring you know Voracek in, and like those guys was through that trade deal. Yeah, I'm just saying I could see it happening where Marchessault is the guy they uh, deal, but I don't think the Vegas fans want him to be no, the guy. No, but no, the no. thing is, if they don't, like I said, is it a top four defenseman? Okay, cool. Put him on. Put him on waivers. Watch what a team like Calgary does to get a top four defenseman. Oh, the, the, oh. they are. They are. I'm not joking when I say this. If Calgary was to get a top four defenseman on their roster from Vegas. Probably a top two team in the league. I agree. Like no hesitation. Probably a top two team. In the I league. completely agree. Calgary is and on, and they're, they're, and they're probably the favorites to win the Stanley Cup because the goalie matchup for them versus Colorado, yeah, far and away better. Yeah, and because when you think like about it, Calgary yeah. could do so much. Yeah, so much. They're not just called the Flames because that because <laughs> they're also just fire flames hot right now. They're on a run. They're peaking at the right. Telling you, they're peaking at the right time where they can push. Because I think let's say they. They continue this where they're winning games. Vegas is kind of floundering, and they're going to be just in a shit situation either with their fans or in the locker room. So they just need to capitalize on this, and I think that they kind of got the division in hand maybe if... Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm just saying... Vegas is always there. They're always there, but what are they going to do if they can't get Jack Eichel and Mark Stone on the ice at the same time? It's true. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so pumped to watch that race come out. Like Same. just like the final stretch of oh, it's gonna the be Pacific great. Division, the Flames oh. versus the Knights. Who's gonna come out on top? It's gonna be exciting, to say the least. Um, and then obviously first star of the of the month, Mitch Marner, dude. Mitch he Marner played incredible. Led the uh, led the NHL, well tied for the NHL leading goals over the month of February with nine. Tied Patrick Line, go figure. Uh, Fourteen assists, twenty three <sighs> points across twelve games. Helps Maple Leafs go 7-4-1 in February, moving to a tie in terms of points for second place in the Atlantic Division. Mitch Marner played out of his mind, dude. He yeah. found the score sheet in eight out of the 12 appearances. Uh, he had seven multi-point performances over four outings with at least three points. Um, just played out of his mind. Helped that team 
his help is what makes Austin Matthews so dangerous. Like yeah. if Mitch Marner is not on that roster, there's no way that Austin Matthews is putting up the numbers he puts up. No, I would even I would even stretch to say when people said that Mitch Marner needed to be off the roster, like what was it two or three years ago when they yeah. lost their first first yes. round series? Yeah, they've lost like what three straight first rounders yeah. since then. Like yeah. haven't won past the first round. I'm yeah. telling you right now, Mitch Marner is the most valuable player on that team. It is not Austin Matthews. Mm. You take Matthews off that roster, Marner still has William Nylander. He still has guys behind him on the defensive side. They still have, um, oh my God, I always forget the goal, their goalie's name, uh, Jack Campbell. They still got Soupy. Like they, they got guys behind him that can play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you take Mitch Marner off that roster, who's getting the who's getting the puck to Matthews? That's fair. Matthews, like I said, great player, great shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. Can't create for himself. He can't. Speaking of most valuable players, oh baby, let, we can let, let let's segue into, right into let, it. Let's go. All right. Um. So we're gonna like I said, we we hinted at it last week. Um. We're gonna have an awards predictions. Who we think is gonna win what award? We're gonna give who we want or not who we want who we think is going to win the award, and then a dark horse for each award. We're gonna hit the top. Uh, we're gonna hit the top seven awards in my opinion, or the seven most you know notable awards. Uh, we're gonna start with the Hart Memorial Trophy. So the MVP. Tim, I'll go to you first. Who do you think is going to win the MVP? Who's your, who do you think is going to win it? Who's your favorite? And then who's your dark horse? Uh, my favorite, Alex Ovechkin. Wow. All right. I, I think I, Ovi, for what he's Having doing. a great year. For what he's doing at his age and yeah. what he does for that Capitals team is the most valuable. He's most valuable to his team. Okay. Interesting. Now, that's what my heart says. <laughs> Always my, going with the heart, Tim. My brain says Connor McDavid. Always going with the heart for the heart. Yeah. I get it. Connor McDavid is also just the best player in hockey, and, I mean, you can't really bet against him. If Edmonton goes on a run down the stretch, they definitely yeah. are going. He'll definitely win it. I think he's second. Uh, I wouldn't call him like a dark horse, but, I mean, to someone who I think is— <laughs> He's won it, what, three times? I can't consider yeah. him a dark horse anymore. No, 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 this, no. I'm not talking about McDavid. Now, who am I about to say my dark horse? I'm not going to consider him a dark horse because okay. he, he leads the league in assists. It's Jonathan Huberdeau of the Panthers. All right. I think that he's definitely deserving. If he won it, I would have absolutely no complaints. He's playing great hockey. Could definitely see him winning it. I think he'd very much deserve it. All right. So uh, my favorite to win the hard, who I think is going to win it, like you've already touched on, Connor McDavid. I think he's the best player in hockey for a reason. I think he's most valuable to his team for a reason. I think he's won this award of award before for a reason. I think McDavid's that guy. I think he's going to win it again this year. Uh, he's going to win it back-to-back years. My dark horse. Now, this one gets interesting, Tim, because I don't think he's even a top three player on his own team. I, I, I can, can I guess what I think you're going to say? Go ahead. Victor Hedman. No. Oh, okay. I was, I was wondering. He's not a top three player on his own team, okay. but I think he's the most valuable out of the players on his team. Okay. It's not some cadre. Colorado Avalanche having wow. literally the best season of his career. He's got 66 points. He's one ahead of uh, Miko Rantanen for a lead on the team. He's playing out of his mind. He got his first all-star selection, I believe, maybe his second. Um, wow. Dude's playing incredible right now. Like, if, if Colorado goes on, if they continue on this run that they're on, if they keep playing the same brand of hockey and Kadri continues to rack up the assists, maybe pitches in a few goals, I think he makes a run at it. I think there's too many people in the way of him to get it, but I think he makes a run at it. At the least. Okay. Wow. That that, that See? wow. Yeah. That's Dark a, horse, that, baby. That's a very surprising. Who is wow. your Norris Memorial Trophy for best defenseman? Who is your favorite, and who is your dark horse? Uh, I'm gonna go Kale McCarr here. I think. I, 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 Money. I, this is this is a sweep. Yeah. I think. 
Don't even need a dark horse for this. No, yeah, don't, like, like, I, like, I honestly don't think there's anyone else with a chance to win this award. Victor Hedman definitely deserves some consideration because yeah. he is amazing, but it's Kale McCarr's award to lose. Yeah. I don't see him losing it. He has been playing out of his mind. I think like, he is maybe going to finish as the best defenseman of all time. Wes, you've alluded yeah, to baby. that. You've alluded to that. Come I mean, on. he's been ridiculous all season long. I think it's very obviously going to be Kale McCarr. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do so you have a dark horse or no? There, there. I don't think you need. They can't be a dark okay. horse for this category. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that one. I think, Kale McCarr. It's his award to lose. I've been beating the drum of Kale McCarr for a long time now. Uh, I've been calling him the best, best defenseman in hockey. One of the greatest defensemen to ever play. I think in my eyes when he finished his career. Uh, I'll give you a dark horse that's not even a dark horse. Um, I'll go Adam Fox just because he won it last year. Fair. He's playing the same kind of brand of hockey he's still having a great year he's fifth in the league in assists with 43 um he's having a good year still he's playing great in the power play he's one of the main reasons that the rangers have been playing so great um i think adam fox has the chance to win the the uh, norris but yeah like you said it's gonna go to mccarr it has to go to mccarr uh Vesna trophy uh, best okay. goalie i'll let you Who go you first got? on this one. okay um mine's i don't think it's even hard really for me like i'm being straight up i think this is the easiest one i've had so far uh it has to go to igor shea sturkin i completely yep i'm, I'm New York saying, goal yep. has to i even would consider him a dark horse possibly if i had two dark horses my second dark horse for the heart oh the I, dude i'm with you igor i'm with he's you play, he, he's the reason the rangers are even in the playoff hunt right now if you take him out of the yeah the uh, rangers organization they're nowhere near it. yeah I he's a 1.95 yeah. goals against average 941 save percentage you know the last player in NHL history to have under two goals against average and over 940 save percentage in a year? I don't. Jacques Plant, literally the second greatest goalie in my eyes to ever play the yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, <sighs> and Igor Shesterkin's having that at what? How old is he? Twenty twenty-four. Twenty-six. This is his third year in the league. God damn, dude, he is playing ridiculous. Yeah, he's been. Uh, he was. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I, I want to give some love. Frederick Anderson. Okay. I love, is that your dark horse? Freddie that's my Anderson? dark horse. Okay. My, my, dark, my dark horse is going to be Jacob Markstrom. I already touched on him yeah. a little bit with the Flames, but dude's playing out of his mind. He's like second, I think, second or third in the league in wins. Yeah. Um, this year, like, dude, he's leads the league with eight shutouts. Next host is five. Like, he's playing great, but it, it really sucks that this is the year of Igor <laughs> Shesterkin. Now, I'm going to come out on a limb here and, and say something. You people might uh, yell at me for it. I think there are a lot of good goalies. I agree. I, so, you know what? Kill me for it. I think yeah. that there are a lot of good hockey players that play goalie. I think That's there's a lot of me. goalies that deserve a lot of money, but I feel like the, the goalie market is set so high each year because of players like yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury, who signed a contract they don't even deserve, really, and sets the market for a guy who's, what, 35? Yeah. Like, he's never going to make that much money again. No. Uh, but, it's yeah, I mean, I agree. There's a ton of good goalies. Let's go to the Ted Lindsay Award. Best player voted on by all other players. I think this one's also a layup. It's got to be Connor McDavid. He's won yeah. it three years. Yeah. Uh, this one's three out of the last four, I think. Yeah. This one's it's a layup, easy. I yep. think. Uh, Connor McDavid probably going to win that. I'd say Dark Horse, possibly Ovechkin, just because of the yeah. year he's having. From like a player perspective, he's, what, 35, 36, I think. Yeah, I think 36. So, like, I mean, he's having a great year for his age, but again, McDavid's a layup there. Let's move on to the Calder. Tim, who is your favorite for the Calder? Because we talked about this a little bit before we uh, started recording here. Who is your favorite to win the Calder? Who's your Dark uh, Horse? My favorite is Trevor Zegers. I think his play speaks for itself. Uh, he has been great all year long. He's been playing amazing. I mean, shout out to Zegris. He's played great. He's a great piece for the Ducks to build with. He's a guy you can build your team around. 
I hope they don't fuck it up. But <laughs> Probably will. It's the Ducks. It's it's the Ducks. When was like it just yeah? It's the Ducks. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. It is the Ducks. Uh, I'm gonna go Dark Horse. Uh, I now there's also a lot of good rookies. Mm-hmm. I'll say it, but I'm gonna go with Anton Lundell. Okay. From the Florida Panthers. Okay. Another fin a, a Finnish boy. Yeah. Having a great year. Beats like, all rookies in plus minus. I know. Plus twenty nine. Yeah. So. Shout out to him. He's not going to win it. No chance. Because no. <laughs> if it's not going to go to Zegers, it's going to go to uh, Raymond probably. But that's yeah, all right. That's my dark horse. Yeah, Lucas Raymond's my dark horse. Um, 15 goals, 27 assists, 42 points through 53 games. But yeah, like you said, Trevor Zegers, he caught the world's attention at the All-Star I game. I completely agree uh, with that. I, I think he was starting to lose the... I really do think he was starting to lose the award. I think it was going to be a stat-based award, which he doesn't have the best stats this year. Like No. He, he's... He's third out of all rookies in points with 39. He only has 13 goals. He only has 26 assists. He's not playing unbelievably well, but the fact that the world has seen him and now has fallen in love with him, yeah. it's kind of like how Campbell Carr was last year. I don't think, or two years ago, I should say, uh, and last year with Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. I don't think that they earned the Calder because of their play on the ice. I think they earned the for the Calder because I think everyone their personalities, their they yeah. love him. So I think he finds a way to win that. But like I said, Lucas Raymond, my dark horse. If anything goes wrong with Zegers and he basically just stops putting up points, I think there's a chance Lucas Raymond gets it. But like I said, definitely probably going to Zegers. Yeah. Jack Adams, we got two left here. Jack Adams Award for best coach. Who is your favorite, Tim? I'm going to go with Rangers coach, Gerard Gallant. Yeah. Rangers having a great year. Obviously, yeah. you're talking about uh, the buddy Igor, mm. Chase Sturkin. He's been playing, obviously, Monster. doing great. But... Uh, I mean, Rangers playing amazing. You got Panarin, Gashi Sturkin, great players. I think they're doing great. I think Brad Larson deserves some love there. It's kind of a thing. When teams who aren't expected to compete for a playoff spot yeah. are competing for a playoff spot, they def- Brad Larson deserves some love here. He definitely deserves some love here. This is the first award where we have two different favorites. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so my favorite one of the Jack Adams is Jared Bednar, Colorado Lynch head coach. Okay. They're great. We knew they were going to be great, but we didn't look really this great. Yes. Okay. My one thing here is like I know this isn't a postseason award, right? But it is so hard to give it to the Avs unless they can actually. They have to make, them, yeah, they they have have to to make a run for it. They have dude, to actually I'm make a run you, to the dude, cup. I've never seen a coach with so much confidence. He he is swaggy since, since uh, Detroit, and that's like back when they had like the Russian Five. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because we talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about this last he called episode. Called out the Colorado Five, like yeah. that. That is swagger. That, that is, is swagger. moxie. That, that is, is moxie. confidence, dude. Yeah. I love it. He is overflowing with confidence and i'm all the way bought in on colorado i love watching them they're my second favorite team in hockey to watch right now obviously oh, behind the blue jackets yeah they are i mean they are le- they're they're appointment television they are so fun to watch they are so good at what they do they have a system they play to their their strengths they minimize their weaknesses they take a lot of pressure off their goalies they're they're an unbelievable team to watch they are coached very well by jared bednar i think he has a good chance to win it and my my dark horse I mean, it's hard to say that this guy could be a dark horse because of how great his team's been for years and years and years. But John Cooper, Tampa Bay Lightning, still, I think, top of the division, or if not second in the division. I think they're first right now. Yeah. It's either them or Florida. They go back and forth. Yeah, they go. It's like literally changes every game. But like I said, how how can you call him a dark horse? His team's won the cup for the last two years. Yeah. But yet again, they're there again. Everyone thought they were going to screw over with salary cap this past offseason. They didn't. They found a way out of it. They always do. Yeah. They're like the Kansas City Chiefs of the NHL. They really are. They find a way to move the salary around. They find a way to get all our players on the ice. 
I want to see Nikita Kucherov back like he was because I, I was going to say right now. Yeah, until he Until he finds his way, they might struggle a little bit come playoff time because they don't have that big name uh, puck mover outside yeah. of maybe Braden Point, but he's more of just a shooter and finds it back in the net. So they need their playmaker back. But I'd say Bednar is probably my favorite to win it. Um, last award, the Frank J. Selke Award, Best Defensive Forward. Do you want me to start or do you want to start with this one? You can start with this one. Good, because I have some big opinions to make on this one. Okay. okay. I think there's two favorites that happen every single year, but I think there's one guy who deserves it more than ever before. Okay. The guy I think deserves it more than ever before, Claude Giroux. I, I, Playing I, out of his mind, literally deserves the award. His teammate, Sean Couturier, usually always goes back and forth with him. I think they're two of the best defensive forwards. But the guy I think who's going to win it and is going to win it again, I should say, repeat, Alexander Barkov. I was going to say, I think... I, He's I, playing unbelievable. Yeah, Bar- Barkov is my favorite right now. Dude, I don't know how... It doesn't make sense. How someone could be so great defensively, but also be unbelievably offensively. Like Sasha Barkov... Literally one of the best forwards in the league. Yeah. All around. Like, he's taken the role that I think Patrice Bergeron had before. Oh. I'd say two, three years ago when he kind of fell off. Fair. Uh, I don't want to say athletically because he still plays in the biggest league in hockey. Yeah. And, but uh, he but plays maybe a different he, brand. He, yeah. His age, like, injuries, age, things catch up to people. It happens. Yeah. It's, it's especially in, in hockey more than almost any other sport. You just get pounded on on the daily. Yeah, is that your favorite to win? Yes, is, uh, it has to, be, it has to be. Do Barkov. you have a dark horse or not? I don't really have a dark horse here. I mean, I have a fun dark horse. Okay, let's. I, I, I the look in your eyes just—it's going to be one that everyone hates because even I hate to say it. Okay, say it. And there's no way he wins it because the media literally hates him. Okay. They despise every part of him. Yeah. You, do you know where I'm going or no? I, I maybe. It's Brad Marchand. Yeah. The media. Hates him. Well, to be but fair, he I is mean, he, so good at what he does. Oh yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Is he is he a dickhead? Yes, but at least he owns up to it. But like, is he really good at what he does? Oh, absolutely. Also, yes. Like that's my thing. Is it's kind of like the Rodgers thing, dude. In the NFL, like no one really wants to vote for him because they hate him off the ice and what he says about players and kind of just the way he runs his mouth on and off the ice. But dude is an electric player. He's one of those players that if you don't have him on your team, you absolutely hate him. If you have him on your team, he's probably one of your favorite players to watch play. Yeah. He gets under your skin. He's very good at what he does. One of the best four checkers in the league. One of the best back checkers in the league for being a forward, uh, which I think always constitutes great play from the rest of your team. He also plays in the perfection line, so he gets plenty of uh, media coverage playing with Pasternak and playing with Bergeron. That's one of the best lines in hockey. Still, people hate to remind – or people need to be reminded of that. That's still one of the best hockey lines. Uh I, I love him. I think he's a great player. He he gets under my skin a ton. Um, I hate watching him. Pl- I hate watching him play, and I hate watching the media talk about him. But he does really well. At what he he's really 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 good at what he does. I agree. And what he does is get under people's skin and play defensive hockey. Yeah, that's our awards, man. We could go into like all the other awards, but, but that's like I so said, boring. Like, like I said, those are hard to predict. Like Lady Bing, hard to predict. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a guy who le- uh, leads the league in least amount of penalty minutes. That's yeah. how it always kind of falls. Clicky always crumbles. You could go best GM, but again, that's one of those ones where it's hard to predict because we deadline's not here yet. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. No Until we see what yeah. happens at deadline, I think it's gonna be hard to predict yeah, who, hard. who wins the uh, GM of the year. But beyond that, man, I'm really excited for this uh, this upcoming week of hockey. Um, here at Ohio University, we're going on spring break this next week, so we'll be filming the podcast from home. So if the audio is a little weird, yeah, be wary of we're that. Gonna, yeah, we're going to try our best. We're working on it. However, uh, next week we'll have Bob Miguel get Voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets play-by-play on the radio. The man most famous for two words, game over. 
uh, will be coming on the podcast, joining us next week on Round the Rink. Um, quick news to hit on before we get out of here. Um, Chicago Blackhawks just named a new GM, interim GM. Yeah, promoted. Uh, Kyle, GM, is it Kyle Davidson? Yes, Kyle yeah. Davidson, who's the interim GM right now for the Blackhawks. Team announced Tuesday night, which is today for us. You'll hear, you guys will hear it tomorrow, so it'll be yesterday's news. But uh, Stan Bowman stepped down earlier this year. Kyle Davidson took over as the interim guy. He's now named the head. Uh, will be the GM moving forward. Um, exciting news for him. Um, like we said earlier before we got on air, uh, kind of sucks because I wanted some Boo. drama. I wanted something new. I yeah. wanted something crazy. And then also just like the interim guy, like poach someone, please. <laughs> yeah. Poaching someone midseason would be so great. Yeah. Um, we're gonna hit on. We have to hit on this. Uh, as much as it pains my heart, the NHL, the whole Russia Ukraine thing. Um, it's super sad situation. Um, yeah. Prayers to everybody in Ukraine. I uh, hope everything's going okay. But also, I'm going to be the first one to say it. Prayers to every NHL player from Russia. Um, all the backlash they're facing right now, I truly am sorry for them. I truly do uh, feel for them and their families. Um, it's very hard time to go through, and it's very hard for a lot of people to hate you. Um, that's something that not a lot of players can go through, and especially the big names, kind of like, you know, obviously Alexander Ovechkin's getting a lot of hate for his uh, love um, on the Russian government and stuff like that of the past. I prayers to him and his family. I hope everything goes okay. Uh, I hope he's able to move on from all this. I hope he's able to still be loved by the NHL community. Uh, but like I said, prayers with, prayers with Ukraine. Uh, we hope everything goes okay. We hope there's a peaceful resolution as soon as possible. Uh, but you know, like I said, Russian, all the Russian players, uh, safety, I hope, is the, the forefront of everything they do. I hope everything that they do is uh, protecting their families, whatever that may cost. If that costs them games, if that costs them salary, you know, whatever that is. Uh, I think family above all else. But Let's end it with a uh, exciting note. Jack Johnson will play his thousandth NHL game. Former Jacket, I hated him when he <laughs> left. Hated him when he left. Um, but hey, shout out to Jack Johnson. Yeah. Plays the thousandth game. Pretty impressive. Ooh, when does he play it? I want to say tomorrow, maybe mm, Wednesday, possibly tonight. Hmm. Two, no, tonight, Tuesday yep, night. Yep. I thought it was tonight. Um, cool. Yeah, Avalanche hosts the New York Islanders. He'll play his 1,000th game for the Avalanche. Uh, congrats Yeah, to like him. I said, hate his guts, but congrats to him. Yep. Great player. Hey, another great episode. Down. Love it. Moving on. See ya. Uh, Love you guys. It's been another episode of Round the Rink. We will catch you guys next week with Bob McGilligot. We'll see you then. Love you guys.